Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about why Christians must learn to embrace disrespect. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how Christians need to embrace disrespect. Titus 2.2 commands us to teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith and love and in endurance. So we should live lives worthy of respect. People should see how we conduct our lives and understand a little bit about who God is, even if that's always going to be an incomplete picture. Paul tells us uh, about respectable speech in Colossians 4, 6, saying, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. After every word we speak and every action we take, we should be prepared to answer anyone who asks why we did it. We are answerable to God, and we should live our lives based on that. But even if we live our lives worthy of respect— We know often we won't receive that respect. You know, I keep coming back to that passage from Luke chapter 21, where Jesus is talking about the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. And Jesus talked about the persecution Christians would face because of our faith. And he said, but before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. They, you will be brought before kings and governors and on all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. You know, read those words for yourself today. Let them sink in. Even when we are living the lives God commands us to, even if I love others as myself, others will despise me. They will be vicious in their hatred of me. They will try to throw me in prison and kill me. And read who will be the ones who feel that hatred towards us. Parents, brothers, sisters, relatives, friends, they will put some of us to death. Families, they can be complicated, but it would take a lot for a parent to want their child to be put to death. And it's all because we call Jesus our Lord. I pray that you'll never experience that kind of betrayal. But if you do, I hope it's because you stood up boldly for Christ. Even if we don't experience that intensity of persecution, though, Christians today, we must learn how to embrace disrespect for a few reasons. First, embracing disrespect is necessary because we can't please everybody. Even our secular experience probably affirms this truth. In a world with at least as many opinions as there are people, you will never satisfy everyone. We can't please everyone, but it would be a mistake to think that there's no use in trying. We should seek respect. 1 Corinthians 9 tells us that Paul became all things to all men. He never sacrificed his holiness But he often went out of his way to accommodate others. We know that's not always possible. Romans 12, 18 gives it to us simply. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If is the operative word there. As long as the ball is in my court, I can make peace with others. I can build a respectful relationship and reconcile with my enemies. 
But my willingness to make peace and show respect to others does not mean they are willing to make peace with me or reflect respect back to me. We will make ourselves miserable if we hang our confidence on our sense of self-worth on if we can please other people. Christians must learn to expect disrespect because pleasing everyone just isn't possible. Instead, we have confidence in the word of God, which tells us in Romans 8.33, who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Others may not respect us, but they can bring no charge against those who belong to God. Second, embracing disrespect is necessary because Jesus was respected at times and he was disrespected at other times, even though he did not change. You know, the reality is, the world is constantly changing around us. One day, one thing is right and another wrong, and the next day, the world flips it on us. And trying to find meaning or truth in that kind of turmoil is a fool's errand. The consistency that God demands from us may mean that some days the world will praise us. I mean, we certainly see instances where Christians are held in high regard by the world, but then those same people will change their mind. Even though you haven't changed how you act or what you believe, suddenly you're doing something wrong. This won't be unique to us, though. Throughout his life, as it's described to us in the Bible, there were times when Jesus was respected for his wisdom and his compassion. Often when he answered the questions of the Pharisees and the teachers, they didn't like his answers, but his answers left them stunned. But despite that impression that, that Christ left with them, those same people killed him. You know, we can spend a whole episode studying why they killed him, but the bottom line is they did. Just zooming in on that last week before the crucifixion, we see Christ first being uh, brought into the city and the subject of people's reverence. By the end of the week, their insults and their, their ridicule and their violence killed him. James 1.17 tells us, the Father does not change like shifting shadows. God doesn't change. And to be like him, we must be consistent too. But we should recognize that the world will continue to shift around us. And others, they won't always respect our consistency. Third, embracing disrespect is necessary because we can only have one master. And we know the passage well from Matthew chapter 6. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You know, we know this is true about our possessions. We can't love our, our house and our car more than God. But this also applies to our sense of self-worth. We can either work for the respect of other people, or we can work to please God. Now, I hope those aren't always mutually exclusive, but I have to choose which one is my priority. I must sometimes accept disrespect because I recognize that I am pursuing something greater. Fourth and finally, embracing disrespect is necessary because we understand the truth. Matthew chapter 10 tells us you will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. You know, we are carrying the truth that Jesus came, that he died, and that he rose so that we too can have abundant life. 
Others will hate us for clinging to that information and letting it transform our lives. And that hatred may be uncomfortable for us, but we will endure. We will stand firm because we know that we will be saved. And we pity those who hate us because they don't have the same hope that we do. Disrespect is par for the course for the people of God. We can let that reality eat at us until we are driven away from the one true God, or we can embrace disrespect when it comes because we know we can't please everyone. And we know that even Jesus, the perfect son of God who never changed, was disrespected. We know that we can only serve one master and we choose to make that master Jesus because he is the way and the truth and the life. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.